I would imagine that many of us here are familiar with the book or the concept, the languages of love, the love languages. And maybe you know your own. I suspect that the parents of our babies about to be baptized or our jubilarians could probably say a word or two about what love language looks like. It's not on our reading list at the seminary, so you should ask them, not me. But I'd like to suggest that the Bible has its own love language. And in a powerful way, we see it laid out in the readings today. The first language I would name is what I'll call manna love. One of the Bible's love languages is manna love. And manna love looks something like this. We all know manna, we've been hearing about it these last several weeks. Manna love says, whatever you need, I'll give you. If you're hungry, wake up tomorrow morning and it's gonna be there. You don't even have to work for it, it's there. You can take it, carry it with you. If you have something that needs fixing, I'll fix it. If you need something that needs healing, I'll heal it. Just tell me what it is. I know a guy, I can take care of it for you. Manna love, it's not bad. And for most of us, I think, and maybe this is a little bit of a mistake as we teach the Christian faith to kids or as we grow up in it, a lot of times that's what God is. He's the giver of manna and not a bad thing in and of itself, but it can be very self-focused at times. God, this is what I need. You said ask and you will receive. Okay, here's what I'm asking. This is what I need to receive. And if you're really gonna come through for me, then it'll look like this at this time in this place. And the manna is always there. Manna love. But there's another kind of love language in the scripture and we see that today as well. It's not manna love, it's what I'll call cross love. It's the love of the cross. And please stay with me here, because I'm not only talking about Jesus on the cross and giving his life for us. Of course, that's everything that's at the core of our faith. But for Paul, that settles into a very pragmatic, day-in, day-out kind of way of living, where he isn't only talking about what Jesus did. And so in that little piece we got today from his letter to the Ephesians, he says, imitate Christ. Imitate Christ. But it began by saying, hey, don't be a jerk, basically. Don't be selfish. Don't be rude. Don't be mean. And he says, if you want to avoid those things, then imitate the love of Christ. Well, what does the love of Christ look like? And he says, it's a self-sacrificial love. Most of the Ephesians were not crucified for their faith. What he was talking about is give out of yourself. And that means you're not always going to be able to fix what needs fixing. You're not always going to be able to fill someone's bag with the manna they want to have. Sometimes there's a heartbreaking vulnerability in cross love. But the mistake we can often make, I think, is that, well, if I can't produce the manna, if I can't fix things, if I can't get you your job back, if I can't fix the marriage, if I can't heal what's going on in that illness, then somehow things have come up short and maybe God has come up short. 
And what Paul says is, love the way Christ loved. Love sacrificially, love in trust. Extend yourself in love when you can't necessarily alter externally the ways of the world. But listen, don't fall into the trap of the ancient Israelites with Moses. Before they got the manna, they were grumbling. Okay, God, is this the best you can do? I thought I knew you. I thought you loved us. Then they get the manna. They're all happy for about an hour or two. Then they start grumbling again. And we know what that can look like, how manipulative it can be, how selfish at times it can be. And don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong at all with wanting to fix what someone else is hurting from. But sometimes we fall into the trap of thinking that if we can't fix it, then the love we do offer is just sort of a consolation prize. Well, I I couldn't do what I really wanted to do or what you really needed me to do, but I, I still love you. And Paul is saying, no, cross love, the love of Christ is not a consolation prize, it's everything. And yet what they learned, what they had to learn, and I would argue what we still struggle to learn 2,000 years later, is that that love of the cross doesn't always externally fix things. We know that. We know it doesn't magically take away what we struggle with. It doesn't magically fill our bags with manna that we can see and feel and carry with us. But it is transformative and it is real. The marriage vows in 1971, what was said is, take you for better, for worse, in good times and in bad, in sickness and in health. Well, the worst times weren't magically turned into better times. The sickness wasn't magically turned into health, no matter how badly they wanted it every time. But that love was real and it was transformative. And when the baptismal waters are poured on our guests of honor today, it won't magically take away pain and hardships and broken hearts that'll come throughout the course of their lives, but it will be everything and it will be real. And so maybe just as a little spiritual exercise as we move into this 19th week of ordinary time, to look for the opportunities for cross-love this week. What are the opportunities not to fill our bags with manna, not to simply say, has this been fixed or have I provided that, but those little opportunities of loving out of our weakness, of being able to look someone else in the eye and say, yes, I wish things could be different, but unless and until they are, you've got the love of my own inability. You've got the love of my presence. You've got the love where my vulnerability resides and accompanies yours. That's not a consolation prize. It's everything, and it is transformative. They couldn't have known that 3,000 years ago in the desert with Moses. Let's cut him some slack. But very quickly after the resurrection, Paul had learned it. And how much more wonderfully we can celebrate it today. And maybe in a special way, since we are so privileged, whether you knew it or not, when you showed up the 1045 Mass today, to see the spectrum from baptism to a 50th anniversary and everything in between. I don't want the love of manna. I want the love of the cross.